Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. My name is Oluwani Femi. And I'm Emmanuel. So Nigeria finally got its own um, COVID vaccine delivered. Thank you, Lord. That was good news for the week. It was, yes. Um, yeah, finally. It, Although it, it's just it, like... It was as if it came out of the blues because it was as if um, everybody have rejected Nigeria when Ghana got it last week. And... Just out of the blues, 24 hours, we'll be mm, getting mm. our first batch of COVID vaccine between March 1st and 2nd. So it looked, it was shocking, but it's good news, as you said it. And yes, we're already planning towards um, vaccination. Yeah, and the agency involved, there's this agency that's involved, of, involved with um, immunization and vaccination in Nigeria. Oh, God. My laptop are fine. Okay, so- Okay, so that's definitely good news. And uh, we'll put a link to where to register to be vaccinated if you're in Nigeria. I think there's a priority 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 order. So yes. health workers, elderly people, stuff like that, up to 18. So we'll put a link to that if you've not registered. Well, let's get to mm. the stories of the day. Um, two giants, what do I call them giants? Or two, yeah, released um, their end in 2020. Yeah. So MTN and Oprah. Very interesting numbers from both of them. Yeah, so <laughs> MTN uh, recorded like huge revenues, 1.5 trillion. That is about 3.3 billion dollars in 2020, and uh, that was a slight increase from 2.8 billion it erected in 20, in 2019. And mm. yeah, it made profit of 205 billion naira uh, compared to 203 billion naira. That looks small. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, if we do direct in more revenue, there was like increased taxation mm. compared to oh, yeah, because the previous year mm. of the pandemic, yeah, I probably. guess the government had to increase taxes on telcos with the claim that they are making money during that period. Yeah, yeah, I so that. yeah, I think if the taxes had not increased so drastically, probably they would have made more profits after tax, but yeah. That's that's one of them. But on that thing is uh, voice revenue still dominated uh, the figures for the year. So voice is still yeah, king. but it was just yeah, even so. what they're worried yeah, about. But it's just five point nine percent increase. So I think the room for growth oh, is okay. very very small. But for data, you have just you have three hundred thirty two million naira, and mm-hmm. five hundred. 51.2% year-on-year growth. So compared to voice that grew by just 5.9%, data grew by 51%. Well, I would have been surprised if data didn't grow by that much because, I mean, last yeah, all year, the, a, whole, a, a huge bunch of last year went online. in those and they had to pay data and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Then yeah. Opera, they own a 13% stake in OP, uh, the financial services company mm. in Nigeria. So an opera in the report claimed that OPA crunched two billion dollars worth of transactions in December 2020. So yeah, the the, the number sounds that's crazy. Yeah, two billion dollars. Yes, two billion dollars. OPA in December alone. So, <laughs> but the exact nature <laughs> of this transaction is not clear because, okay, so uh, most of uh, OPA service has to do with mobile money and. Uh, in the, for the entire month of December, Nigeria processed 1.4 billion worth mm. of POS transactions. Dollars, 1.4 yeah. billion dollar worth of POS transactions. 
So how did you pay? How did you pay now? Process two billion. We're not sure, <laughs> but maybe there are other services. So <laughs> yeah, maybe there are other services. So I had to expand it to NIP. NIP includes ATM, USSD, internet banking, uh, and some other uh, major services. All that was about fifty billion dollars. So maybe uh, OPS other mm. services, eighteen to some of all those other. Ah, uh, yeah, under that. That's a possibility, okay. but. But I, I thought they switched uh, focus to mobile money and uh, remittance, if I'm not mistaken. I thought that was what they switched focus. Yeah, to yeah, okay. yeah. That's basically since after the Okada yeah, that's what they switched focus to. Well, I'm just trying to uh, give them the uh, benefits of the doubt. Well, yeah, it's not something that can easily be verified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, they wouldn't lie to their shareholders. Uh, okay? No, we, they wouldn't. Hopefully, because they'll be found out later. Anyway. Yeah, they will always be found out if they're lying. But that's that's interesting. I, I, well, we'll see how that goes. I, I I personally have not used to OPA throughout this period, but I know there's some people who say they they live by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, and especially places outside the urban areas where maybe there's less opportunity for you know banking services mm-hmm. like ATMs and whatnot. So so I guess yeah, well interesting. Uh, you can read more when, when, when the link in the episode notes. So before we go to the next story, uh, we announced something this week. The Tech Point Writer Bootcamp yeah. is coming back. I'm excited about it. Um, yes, second edition. <laughs> <laughs> second edition of the Tech, Tech Point Writer Bootcamp. So uh, unless you've been living under... Well, you're, if you're, you're listening to this, you're supposed to be a Tech Point fan. Unless someone just shared it to you and this is your first time. Anyway, the Tech Point, Africa boot, the Tech Point Writer Bootcamp is a... Well, bootcamp where we gather people who have a talent in writing and try to teach them um, the rudiments of tech journalism. They don't have to have, you don't have to have any tech experience. You don't have to have any journalism experience. You just have yeah. to know how to write. Mm-hmm. And then the, the first edition in 2019, we had 12 people stay together for like three to four days in the house, learn all the things they needed to learn. And of course, after that, um, the five of those 12 were offered a paid internship with TechPoint, six-month internship. Of those five, were Emmanuel and Nifemi that mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Living testimony. Tej that, used, Tej used, that used to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Tej that used to be on the podcast. And so after the internship, then you'll be offered a full-time job. And yeah, it's we been are. good. I mean, Nifemi here, Emmanuel here. You guys are here. Should I share uh, my Heritage testimony? Is a, is a tech crunch now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead for okay, the people listening. Okay, yes. Um, <laughs> I used to be... Um, a Facebook lover. So I post at least an article on Facebook every day. Then then I lost interest but at a point my dad shared the bootcamp um, advertisement with me. I was like, well, let me give it a shot. And here I am writing news and article mm. and deep dives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Exactly. Did you ever no, imagine no, that? No. no. You wouldn't take journalism. <laughs> yeah. So even before then, I think I was just writing uh, funny, funny freelance uh, stories up and down and at re- very, very ridiculous mm. rates. I mean, <laughs> when I think about the rates right now, when I even mentioned it to Yinka, my <laughs> corporate governance editor, <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> you <laughs> what? <do that>. So <laughs> you did what? So yeah, but it's been an interesting <laughs> thing and there's been a lot of growth. And uh, yeah, even you, you yeah, yourself, definitely. you might not see it, but trust me, everyone around you, you are, are going to attest the fact that, yeah, you grow a lot. You learn a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's what like That's a master's beautiful. degree for me. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. No lies. No <laughs> oh, lies. Interesting. 
No, that's that's good to know. That's good to know. So if you are listening now, you want to apply, or you know somebody that you think would be a good fit, just like Nifemi's dad, Nishu mm-hmm. would be a good fit. There's a, the link is in the episode notes. Tell them to apply. The deadline is the fifteenth of March. Mm. The fifteenth of March, and of course, if you get through that first day, uh, through the, all the stages of the application, and you get to the boot camp, you will have to leave in Ife for four days for the boot camp. So you have to be available, and that's going to hap- that's going to be happening in April. Early April is the boot camp mm-hmm. in Ife, and then after the boot camp, if at all you get chosen for the internship, you have, you actually have to work from Ife for six months of the internship. So there are more details and everything that you need to know. We'll put the link in the episode notes. And uh, yeah, go ahead, apply or share with somebody. We we'll really appreciate mm. that. All right, cool. So, um, Nifem, you did a report on the on Nigerian startup funding in 2020. Something yeah. interesting. No, but, well, it sounds like it's normal now. Every year, that's well, what there's happens. There's something interesting yeah. there. So, um, TechPoint Africa, no, Intelligence Arm of TechPoint Africa released the report recently. It's about um, Af- Nigerian startups race how much they raised in 2020. So, um, they raised mm-hmm. um, like $120 million, $0.6 million in 2020. And 75%, mm-hmm. 71% of that came from foreign investors. So, it, it sounds like it's not mm. it's common. It's something that happens every time. But there was a trend that was noticed in 2019 yeah. and 2018. It was local investors that dominated mm-hmm. the funding space, although they only contributed a little to the amount that were ra- that was raised. For example, in 2019, um, mm-hmm. 111 deals came from local investors, mm-hmm. and 53 came from mm-hmm. foreign investors. Mm-hmm. But foreign investors trumped mm-hmm. that. But still, uh, something the, the interesting thing is. In terms, in terms of, of the, the amounts, amounts, but yeah. the deals they were involved. That means that uh, um, Afri- Nigerians, Ni- Nigerian investors or entrepreneurs are actually interested mm-hmm. in investing in other startups. But the scene is not kind. It's not too uh, encouraging, if you must say. Even for a person that is not mm-hmm. that is not mm-hmm. investing, it's scary sometimes when you look at a startup and you feel that this person is doing something innovative and I want to put my money. Then you remember Okadaban in in January 2020. <laughs> then exactly. you remember the one that recently happened about cryptocurrency restriction. Crypt- crypto is, is <laughs> in thin hair. Yes. How did this yes. yeah, is it? Yeah, it's like cryptocurrency is from money created from yes. thin air. Yeah. So yes, these investors yeah. think about these things and sometimes it can, it can cause um, investor pessimism. So, But we expect that in coming mm-hmm. years, we will get back to the stage that we were in 2019 and 2018 until we get to the point that the amount raised by local investors will be up to the ones raised by foreign investors. If you notice, there are a lot of syndicates, mm. not lots, but a number of syndicates, um, funding initiatives that are coming up. We know about um, Future Africa by um, mm-hmm. Taya, I know. Yes, then, no, so, but, no. Future, Future Africa by... Um, sorry, sorry, yes. There's Future Africa by Inyaboyeji and there's Syndicate by CCOB. Then there's one about Future Tech mm-hmm. Africa for women, for women, female check. founders. First Check. Sorry. Yeah. There's First, first check. check Africa. There's also the there's one... First Check Africa by, mm-hmm. um, by 
the what's it called for female for women for female founders and there are other coming up too so that means that mm-hmm. people are getting interested and given what happened last year the biggest news in Nigeria or African tech ecosystem paystack exists people are getting more interested in funding mm-hmm. startup and people are getting more interested in founding mm-hmm. startups so hopefully in coming years the figures yeah. will increase and well the scene will look good yeah is it It's a it gradual is. process. It it's very good. It's mm-hmm. a gradual process. And speaking about founding startups, uh, someone who founded a startup has exited, right? Um, Oyeka of Akuma of Crowdivision. Yes. He stepped down as CEO. Or, or what yes, was it he stepped down as CEO okay. of Crowdivest. So, um, Oyeka Akuma. Sorry. Oyeka Akuma founded. The first startup yeah. he founded was um, Farm Crowdy. A crowdfunding, crowdfunding start um, startup for for farmers or not really farmers for raising yeah. funds for farms so that people can cash out from their proceeds. So it's, that one started in 2016, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, yeah. started in 2016, yeah, 2016. and subsequent um, going forward, um, Onyeka and other five co-founders also founded Crowdivest. So Crowdivest um, evolved to become like an umbrella, a holding company that we start funding mm-hmm. new digital initiative innovations in tech in Africa. So Crowdivest grew to become that, but it was still existing as an investment platform. So in in 2020 that same holding evolved to become Emfato Holdings. Mm. Then it funded Plenty Worker. Sorry. Yes, Plenty Worker. Then it funded Plenty Worker, a bus ailing platform in Lagos State, which has also expanded to um, Abuja in Nigeria. So the founder, the founder rather, Onyeka, has now stepped down as the CEO of Crowdivest. But he's still in charge of the two other startups, which is Farm Crowdy and Plenty Worker. So he, he left the position for Timito um, Kwamotain, who, who, who is a co-founder, and she has been the managing director of Crowdivest. So um, Oyeka hinted that he has expansion plans for Plenty Worker and Farm Crowdy in 2021. We are looking forward to that, and he has really done a lot of work. Um, being in charge of Crowdivest and Emfato Holdings, um, Farm Crowdy, for example, mm-hmm. has raised up to I think Series A. Yeah. Yes. Was Was it Farm Crowdy that that acquired this? Um, there was a Lagos meat factory. Yes. Yes. They acquired a while, yes, a while I, back. Yes. Yeah, I. I've forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was Farm Crowdy, and then under his leadership, Plenty Waka also raised. And before its expansion to Abuja, so we are looking forward to more, mm. more exploits from him and wish him well in his endeavors. Yeah. Interesting times. Oweka is quite is quite the, I'll call him quite the serial right. entrepreneur. I know he started he started in Jumia and Konga, and then when he left Konga, was it Jumia? He went to I think it was in Jumia first, then he went to Konga and then left he went Konga. To Join travel, travel, travel better. Oh, and then, so you've just been on and on and on. Well, I wish you okay. well. And and this is, this is, this still ties to what you said before about um, 
founders now forming syndicates to fund startups mm-hmm. and all of that. And then we're looking forward to um, that ratio of foreign investors to local investors to like balance mm-hmm. well. So things like these are what we're going to be seeing more and more of over right. the years. Founders leaving startups to start another thing. The, the other time, uh, on one of our Built in Africa episodes, we interviewed uh, a former Pistac engineer who went, who went on to start his own startup. We've had people that were and Andela too went on to start mm-hmm. their stuff. So we are going to start seeing more and more stuff yes. like that. People leaving companies they are working into found companies. People that founded companies leaving it, giving uh, leaving it to others to take up the mantle while they go and do something. Else. So eventually we're going to start seeing yes. local investors. Lo- and yes, for now the amounts they 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 provide are small so. compared to what mm-hmm. the foreign providers provide. But that's that's only right. a matter of time. Mm. So, but so so there's something I saw in the article. <coughs> it seems Crowdinvest, or yeah, they're trying to pivot into a fintech company. Right, right. So yes, true, mm. true. So not not clear exactly, but the plan is to become a wealth management um, startup and a is it lending? Uh, let me confirm that. I think lending and wealth management platform now in, instead of the um, normal crowdfunding um, model you get. I'm not. I don't think that's Crowdinvest. Is that not Farm Crowdy? Um, Farm Crowdy. Oh, Farm Crowdy. Yeah, there's a story we did about all the verticals they're yeah. trying to. Build I think Farm Crowd. Crowd, um, has always then, been investment, uh, right? That's always been investment. But now it wants to move. Yes. So I don't I don't know it, maybe it has always been fintech because what do you call investment platforms? And I, I won't call, call them fintech I mean, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, you could call them fintech, but since they are crowdfunding, but ideally, what I know is um, found crowd is like trying to build a lot of verticals around mm. what they do. So they have a found crowd structured finance, which I believe is the one you're talking about, financing for farmers. Then they have farm crowd insurance. Insurance for the farmers, farm crowdy marketing, farm crowdy tech and data, farm crowdy foods, farm crowdy aggregation. So I think that's um, what they might be referring referring to. No, what what Manuel mentioned was crowdy vest, crowdy vest so, um, becoming a digital savings and wealth management platform. Said so they raised an undisclosed amount. Oh, yes, that's what it's going to be. That's what it has is becoming now digital savings and wealth management. So plus. they're trying to pivot yes, into that. Yes. So it's, it's sounding a lot like uh, okay. I mean, eventually, yeah, 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 I see. Well, fintech is the darling is the darling of African fintech space. Everybody in fintech just keeps raising. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in Nigeria, you're in Cameroon, the other the other week um, was not the Cameroonian startup that raised three point five million dollars. D- yeah, yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, everybody. I mean, that's where the money is. So <laughs> I can't blame anybody for. Okay. Anyway, good good stuff. Congrats to them, to the new CEO, and all of that. So let's move to uh, policy, kind of. So back to this discussion about NIN and the SIM card registrations. Imano, you did this, you're working on a story about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Nigerian Communications Commission has extended uh, the licenses for telcos. Remember, in January, it gave telcos the license to enroll A9 for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just telcos. I think uh, several other private companies were also given that license. So now the NCC is saying it wants to extend the license. It gave, the li- gave them the license for one year. 
for a saying uh, since it, it, it so has well. seen how well they've performed. <laughs> yeah, so they're extending it to five years. So uh, meaning uh, telcos will have access to this uh, verification API from the NIMSI service or from the NIMSI uh, agency for the next five years, which, uh, well, I don't know what to make of that. And uh, also, they said they're not going to allow new SIM registrations until telcos have come up with a way that it won't be compromised. I know that I think they're, they're referring to the fact that a lot of Nigerians buy pre-registered SIMs despite mm. Yeah, mm. the best efforts and the SIM registration process is actually very, very, very. It's not usually very, very accurate. So I There's, think that's why the they are telling is, people to link. The thing is, the I think this the, the tax of registering SIM over the time has looked like it's too much for these mobile operators, because that's why you see them often giving it out to to third party registers, people that register with them just people by the road, people in their shops and everywhere. So that I think that's that's what caused sales of pre-registered SIMs. But, but whose fault is it that they do not control that, right? Because even even then, when you go and register with those mm-hmm. guys by the roadside, you'll you be surprised a year later to hear that your SIM is not registered. Come, come back to our exactly. office to register. So I don't understand. Is that like there was not... The, this process was not seamless. There was no structured mm-hmm. way with which those third-party guys were... You know, do not so, but, so I don't now, know why is the, but now, the, the since the NCC has stopped that. them from, I think it was that time when the when the rule first came out that all Nigerians must register, register their SIMs in January or February 2020, that NCC prohibited them from using third party um, people from registering. Mm-hmm. But now you have added to their responsibilities again, which is registering people for NIMC, for NIN rather. How are they supposed to cope? with that, cope with SIM, um, SIM swap, cope with SIM registration without involving third parties. So I think we are still going to wait for a long time before yeah. SIM registration starts because if they are not able to establish them according to this, NCC is not going to allow them to start SIM registration. And this is telling on the telcos, it's telling on people. So I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how long this is going so to So even the NIN stuff, like... Well, there are several several uh, amounts of people in these uh, offices, both the NIN offices, the NIMSI offices, and even MTN, Glow, Airtel, all of them. Because uh, as the days go by, people are losing their SIMs. Mm-hmm. People are trying to get new SIMs, but they can't. They can't. Then a lo- this is and a very many of them bad come to time queue to lose your phone. at the offices. And they, what they hear is there's no network because of uh, NIMSI connections. Mm-hmm. Go to... Yes, yes, another interesting angle that nobody looked at. So, for example, my car has mm-hmm. a tracker that uses a mm. SIM card. So, I didn't know that. It didn't occur to me at the time that it was installed that the SIM that is inside was pre-registered, mm. right? So, now, I went to MTN and I was told that it is not my name that is on that it's SIM, of course, obviously, because I didn't register it. So, so I have to go and find who, who pre-registered <laughs> it, Right. Unless, or otherwise, the block, the NCC block will be applied to it and the SIM will no longer work. Okay, I was like, okay, let me forget about that one. Let me register another SIM. No, you can't register another SIM right now. So, I can't register another SIM. I can't trace the person that is registered who that SIM is attached to in my mm. tracker. So, I'm like in... Yeah, you can't even... It, I can't it's register even as the details. It's as if I'm in the same shoe with you. Exactly. I bought a glow SIM sometimes 
when they just lifted the, um, the lockdown. And since then, I've been getting another person's alert from from a. I think she she she's Interesting. She, she has a bank. She has an account with pensions. She, I've been getting a lot. I know how much she has in her account. I've been getting messages meant for her. Some people even call me. I call me on Molara. Since so I wow. don't know how I'm going to even update this information. So there's apart from the <laughs> fact that people are missing phones. And you and you registered. Yes, I registered the same. Supposedly, interesting. And the, the 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 interesting thing is that she might not lose the the sim. She probably um, left it somewhere, stopped using it. Then Glow sold it to another person. If you remember, there was a time we had issue with sim recycling. That is one mm-hmm. of the problem that people are facing facing today with pre-registered sim because you went to buy a sim that used mm-hmm. to belong to another person, and now your own information is not even validating that person's information. So the problem has, is is bigger than mobile operators i don't know i don't know how yeah. we get out of this yeah yeah it is it's really messed up i guess that's why they are all behind the oh using the name to attack but i mean you can't just things haven't been the fundamentals have not been taken care of so i don't know how you're just going to force it i don't even know about the deadline has the deadline be extended or there's no uh, more deadline I don't know. People, a lot of people have just been saying oh please extend the deadline extend the deadline even if they extend yeah, it it's highly likely yeah in uh <laughs> MTN's report just they've up to fifty percent of their subscribers have not linked their NINs. That's that's wow. according to MTN's uh, financial report. I forgot to mention that earlier. So a lot of people are have still not registered their NINs. Thing is, even if we, if people don't register, their menus will be begging us. Please give them time, because just imagine this, during this period, yeah. if not allowed them to register subscribers, their subscriber base is reducing. The uh, mobile operators would be pleading with NCC to extend the deadline because if they say they should cut off the fifty percent for for MTN now of people that have not people that have not linked their SIM card, if they say they should cut them away, they will lose subscribers. It's telling on their earnings during this time that they've stopped registration. So we are hoping that they extend the deadlines and because it's the mobile operators that will suffer for it. So let's let's move on to out of SIM registration. Let's go to. Uh DSTV, so the South African multi-choice brand, hmm. it seems the National Assembly wants to regulate them, right? Re- regulate well, them yes, right? yes. <laughs> so, uh, the, the House of Rep uh, working on a bill that will empower the National Broadcasting Commission, the NBC, to uh, control and regulate the tariff prices of... Uh, pay tv operators in nigeria so and that will include companies like dstv star times and the rest of them so th- even though they're not that much yeah so and M- dstv is like the main uh the major player in the space in nigeria so yeah dstv has been they've had, had several instances of uh hiking prices from time to time and which i don't particularly blame them for and even though subscribers have been clamoring for oh we won't pay us you view uh subscription model. but they said no we we yeah it's pay us view subscription model but they said no we can't do a pay us view subscription model because the partners are airing the shows they are paying them on a monthly basis hmm. so that's the thing and mbc and uh, even the Consumer Protection, uh, the Consumer Protection Council, the CPC, they've all been clamoring for, oh, DSTV, don't hike, don't hike. 
But yeah, they've not been much, there's not been much they could do. But with this new bill, they could be empowered by law to uh, regulate the prices of the MBC. And another provision in the bill that they are amending is uh, the MBC is being mandated to promote fair competition in the pay TV space in Nigeria. And don't forget, last was that, year, it was the... No, no, it's, it's, oh. that's the MBC code oh. that they're trying to give power to. The MBC code that came out uh, in August last year. Last year. Yeah, so oh. they want to prom- uh, end uh, exclusive content or regulate exclusive content. So it will force... Uh, uh, pay TV providers to share content with other providers in a bit or send to them away from the Nigerian market. One of the two. Shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope. <laughs> Let's, we can only Let's just hope that's not what they're after. Well, ah. I have a question. Is there any country where DSTV operates? Like maybe the home country like South Africa where they offer pay as you go? No, I don't think they do. I don't think they offer pay as you go. So and TSTV was I don't think I don't think it's realistic. TSTV wanted yeah, to TSTV. do something like that, but I don't know. I've been looking there for their decoder. No, they've been advertising all over the place that they already offer. They claim to already offer. Well, I haven't seen their decoder yet. I, I don't personally yeah, know no, anybody. I'm seeing. Yeah. I think they are in maybe not in Lagos. I've seen them on the street of Akure, for instance, in Ibadan. I've seen um, mm. their flyers and. I've not seen their office, but I the, think. And no, that's what I'm saying. We see them. We see. We see it everywhere, but we don't see the boxes you see the in dish? anybody's home. No, I haven't. But dishes. well, no, you will see flyers everywhere normally. Right. Like, I'm just thinking, like, if not, at least somebody will have come and drag them online or something. You know, but the times that they promise and they 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 bolt and bail on us, people dra- call them out and then they respond. So I think. Since the last time, I think the last October first, that they promised to come back and they are back. We've not really seen any dragging and activities are going on on their social media website. I mean Twitter and do. So hopefully they are doing something. Hopefully, and they keep updating okay. when new channels come in, when there's promo or something. So I think something is going on. I should do a follow-up on that. Okay, I don't really know what the... Uh, yeah, we'll follow-up. I don't really know what the House of Reps is trying to do with this. I don't know what their target is. <laughs> well, speaking of DSTV, uh, DSTV's Imagine Competition. Yeah, Imagine. In, in Africa, Netflix uh, released a new yes, feature. Yes, a right? new feature. Something that looks like a social, social... So is this different from... Because I know they had like a story... Preview. Uh, story or status yes, kind that, of feature. Yes, that's preview. Where you can... So yes, this one is this different, one is from, different that. from that. This one is like a no, no, no preview. Like they had like a story, like a like a status. Yes, like that, they call it preview. They call it preview. That that will okay. show you snippets of trendy movies or new or new uploads. This one is is like it's not like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not like a vertical scroll. It's like an option, a feature that you will click on that will show you trending comedy, um, comic um, shows sitcoms and mm-hmm. anything comedy it will show you on that um feature so once you click on it you can but the interest the th- what makes it look like tiktok is that it has options it has buttons just at down at the right side where you can either um react with an emoji say lol or crying face or something like that then you can share mm-hmm. from that then you can watch the snippet. So, so can you follow no, accounts? But, and you can't comment. So it's not like 
Oh. Any feedback is just, it's just it's, like something like I, I'm not, <laughs> just the feel. I, I, I just, like, just TikTok it, then. like the interface is like TikTok because when you click on it, it pops up to be a full screen, and while you are on it, you can see your emoji reaction pop up on the screen like it is on TikTok, but you can't just. But people cannot no, see what you liked. They cannot. They cannot. There's no social. I don't see. Well, it, it, it's still in. It, so. They're just rolling it out, anyways. So they've tested it. I think they tested mm-hmm. it last year, and they saw that a lot of people liked it in a way. But maybe they are the ones that will be getting the feedback, not other users. Mm. I don't know. How, so bet, yes. better, better. But now it has it is mm. it has been rolled out for um, iOS uh, users. Subsequently, to come on Android. Talking of that, talking of that, I oh, think okay. was it not last this week that um, Twitter Spaces came on? Okay, it's not like it came, Android. but it said we should anticipate it, or maybe it's already in beta testing. So it's beat uh, Twitter hmm. beat. So they, they want to beat. Yes, they want to beat Clubhouse. They want to beat Clubhouse as to spread is, into as Android. As it is now. But Clubhouse, the Clubhouse model is a the whole form of fear of missing out, making it scarcity control scarcity so they've deliberate they are deliberate about putting it on ios they are deliberate about saying you can't join in hotel unless mm-hmm. you get an invitation or stuff like that so what what they are doing is different from what spaces wants to do spaces well, want to well, carry we'll everybody along we'll see i mean <laughs> mm, we'll see okay so that's all for today um it was quite a week well even though no many things happened right. it was quite a week I mean, so we'd like to know what you think about MTN and Opera, Opera's, Opie's numbers especially. especially. <laughs> and then what you think about foreign investors versus local investors in Nigeria and the DSTV and Netflix and everything. We are, we are looking forward to hearing from you. You can email us at podcast at techpoint.africa. And don't forget the Tech Point Writer Bootcamp. The deadline is March 15th. So if you're interested or you know someone that is interested, Go and check the link in the episode notes or the description and share it to them. Yeah. And it, it, this is the first time you're listening. Maybe someone forwarded, to, forwarded this to you or shared it with you. Emmanuel, where can they get the podcast? The Tech Point Africa podcast? Uh, you can get it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Yes, yeah, Spotify is now in Nigeria. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you get your podcast. But if you don't like using apps, you can head over to podcast.techpoint.africa to get any of all these episodes uh, as they're coming out hot and fresh. But of course, new episodes, you can no longer find them on SoundCloud. So we're no longer on SoundCloud. So yeah, that's another reminder. And of course, don't forget our sister podcast, Built in Africa, where we highlight the best of innovation and entrepreneurs and startups in Africa. So yeah, you can get it on anywhere. I uh, just mentioned Google Podcasts and the rest. And of course, you can head over to Beauty.Africa for the latest update. All right, thank you for that. Nifemi, any last words? Don't forget the digital digital currency summit that is coming up. It's this month. We are counting down to it. Prepare with yes. us. Go and March register 25th. and we'll see you there. All right, then. So we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>